you are tuned in to La Vita. Welcome. This is your host, Danielle, the Black Velvet. The teenage lifestyle and parenting. Like mothers, fathers are pillars in the development of a child's well-being. Children mostly look to their fathers to provide a feeling of security, both physical and emotional. Thing is, anyone can father a child, but being a dad takes a lifetime. Fathers play a role in every child's life that can have a large impact on the child and help shape him or her into the person they become. Some persons have argued, why doesn't Father's Day get nearly as much respect as Mother's Day? It may seem as though fathers are not doing enough or perhaps they their impacts are not worth celebrating. Listen, your life-giving power as a father may be really discussed. I want you to know that it is very incredible and highly appreciated. Cut yourself some slack. So, today I have the pleasure of presenting to you one of the most sought-for content since history started and that is American Dad versus Nigerian Dad. The American Dad is a father of two teenagers while the Nigerian Dad is a father of three teenagers. Do I go on with introductions? <laughs> then they tell Blind Man Serene for by their actions, you shall know them. Let's take a dive right in. Thank you for being on La Vita Podcast. I look forward to having a good time. Yes, thank you for having me, Daniel. Thank you for having me. Okay, for starters, how would you describe your personality during your teen years? Do uh, we be quite honest? Of course, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daniel. Uh, I was... Um, anxious i wouldn't call it afraid i was apprehensive was not very sure of myself but was ready to take on life in all its forms i was not very competitive i was bashful around girls i didn't have a lot of friends in school and in fact i was somewhat bullied uh, so i tried to keep my head low and not be offensive or any in anyone's face and apparently i succeeded because i didn't have very many friends in high school had i known what i know now and i was bullied i wouldn't have waited for them the next time i would have just walked up to the biggest guy and kicked him in the fork <laughs> right that would have probably got me a beating anyway but he would have had something to remember and think about the next time around quiet but stubborn um, but very, very obedient. I was um, what you call a homely boy, uh, very domestic. I wasn't particularly giving my parents headache. I tried not to as much as I could. But even at that time, they, did, they dealt with me a whole lot. What was the worst thing you did as a teenager? I can't think of really anything bad I did. I was a kid, and that was a while ago. <laughs> I stole my mother's 10 naira because I needed to buy jeans and t-shirts. Not that I didn't have jeans and t-shirt at home, but there was this particular design friends were wearing, so I wanted to own it. So I went to buy it, and then whenever I wanted to wear it, I'll take my normal clothes, wear them out of home, and I'll put those things in a bag. When I get to wherever I'm going, I'll look for a place to change them. When my parents asked me who took the money, I denied. And then one day I was telling my younger brother in our room that I bought this shirt, and he said, where did you get the money? I said, at 10 naira. I moved this money. I didn't know my mother was by the door. She heard, and then when my father came back from work that evening, she told him, I got the beating of my life. I told myself, I will never steal again. 
Do you spank your kids? Do you think spanking is physical violence? And what do you think is an alternative to spanking? That would depend on the offense. Were they mean and nasty to somebody? Did they beat somebody up? Did they, or were they just being an idiot? I have not ever beat any of my children. I like to think that I have a little bit more knowledge about what potential beating can do to a child. I do not believe corporal punishment is the answer. However, I also believe that there are occasions when a little bit of corporal punishment goes a long way. I don't spank anymore. I used to spank when it was smaller. I used to spank very well. I'm an old school kind of father, really. I don't think it's violence. But what I do now, I sit down with them and we talk. I preach to them. I admonish them. I'm not one of those who will say, my child is my friend. No, my, my children are not my friends. My children are my children. I'm a loving father to my children, but they are not my friends, and they will never be my friends. Dad, I got a girl pregnant. Your 15-year-old son says this to you. What would you do? You chop, Chris. <laughs> you chop, Chris. <laughs> who? You give it to you, give Piki Bele. I don't understand. You give who Bele? How you tell know how they give person Bele? No, okay. it's not done. They know me. They can't even try it. Okay, so we live in a different age now, right? Thank God none of them has come up with that kind of story. But really, to be honest, I don't think I will take it that kindly. Because it will be very disappointing for me because I have done all. I teach them every time. I tell them there are some things you should not go near. I hope they don't. Mm. But if it happens, well, I guess it has to be what it is, right? You have the girl keep the baby? Sure. No, no choice. No, 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 no. You come with a pregnant girl. She's got to give birth to that baby, yeah. My advice to him would be to man up, son. You do the crime, you pay the time. Be responsible. Take care of the girl. But that means you're probably going to have to drop out of school or do double school and a job at the same time to help support your wife. You've seen kids in high school already who have gotten pregnant. Are you ready for this? Well, if you're not, you are now. You have to take responsibility for it. You have to do what you have to do. In other words, man up because you're the man now. If that means getting married to her, probably sooner than later is better so the child has a family that it grows up in. Okay, speaking of pregnancies, you found out your teenage daughter is pregnant for someone your age. What would you do? <laughs> I killed the man. You know how old I am? I will be 55 in a few months. My teenage girl will just be 19. I will kill that man. I will kill. Look, I go bury the guy. I go bury him. Show. You know, see person follow. Now I'm picking you. I go cut that thing. Say what's happen now. So you don't see better mature woman follow. That's why I'm really upset when I see men, old men more or less, hanging around with little little girls. And I'm saying to myself, this can be your daughter. I mean, if someone like your age is doing this to your daughter, how would you feel? Well, things is it's just the most ridiculous thing to do. See, any man who finds himself in that kind of situation is a pervert. For start, I even having an affair with the teenager. It's, it's crazy. Then to get her pregnant, I will kill you. Period. 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 <laughs> Well, that's a pretty loaded question, Danielle. I let me think about that. How I want to answer. Okay. <laughs> what would I do? Um, first, I'd probably be furious. Second, I'd ask her what and why, and what was she thinking, and what happened. Did he rape you? I mean, be honest with me. 
If he raped you, I might have to get medieval and have a serious discussion with him, whatever that takes. If it's possible, I would certainly involve the police or the authorities in it. File charges, rape, molestation. If she was pregnant as a result of this, I would support her in the decision that she made. If whoever did this to her was disease-ridden and psychotic and a drug addict, I might suggest that she have an abortion or to put the baby up for adoption. If he was actually a reasonable guy and they just did it because they wanted to do it, I don't think I'd beat up or kill the man. Hmm. Different strokes for different folks indeed. When your teenagers go overdrive, many dads feel like they are losing control, which is accurate, and some others try to give a quick word of encouragement or a solution to make everything okay. However you style, remember you've got a big part to play in guiding your teenager's path into adulthood, and always ensure you are instilling an overall sense of discipline, well-being, and self-confidence in them. How do you tell your teenagers about sex and at what age do you start to tell them? Danielle, mm -hmm. a young lady like you asking me a question like that. <laughs> really? What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> I tried that and they both said, Dad, what do you need to know? <laughs> <laughs> That's serious. <laughs> oh, great. What a good idea. Is there something we can help you with? Um, that set me back a moment. Uh, I said, yeah, I know, but this is one of those things as a parent, we got to have the talk. There are too many things. The information that you're going to get from school isn't enough. You know you're going through changes. You've got urges that you never understand. They're all part of the process. You're growing up. But sex is something that is and can be magical. Your first time should not be thrown away in the back seat of a car because the boy says, but I need you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it should be something that you do because it's special. The traditional birds and the bees doesn't fly today. Children already know too much. It's pervasive in society. Sex should be a precious thing not just because you're bored or everyone else is doing it. Okay, I'm guilty here. I'm not one of those who... You who... shy away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about such things with my kids. I don't know why. Not because I'm afraid, no. Maybe because of my background, because my parents never really discussed such things with me. I just grew into it. I've never really had that kind of conversation, but my, I know my wife does. So that gives me confidence that at least there's some sex up going on. It's just not a comfortable thing for me to do, really. I feel this strange for my, me as a father to be to sit down and be asking myself, so, how far with sex? <laughs> I left it to the mother to handle, and she's doing a good job of it. Even though lately I've been asking my 21 year old boy, where's your girlfriend? Don't you have a girlfriend? You see, like, he finds it very strange that I'm asking such questions because we don't have those kind of conversations. But I know he's come of age. He said, I don't have any, but I have female friends. He says, he's just 21. I say, a friend, a female. I'm not saying have a girlfriend and sleep around with her. So you can get used to what it means to have a female friend, right? Because I, I see a lot of girls flocking around him. And I know a lot of them like him. So, of course, I'm a guy. So I know, right? So um, I'm, I'm waiting for him to show me his girlfriend. Okay, we are making progress. Your teen accidentally raises his or her voice at you. What would you do? Has it ever happened? What did you do? Yes. It did happen. I happened to be holding a glass of really cold water at the time, and they started screaming at me, and I just splashed my glass of water full in their face. The colder the water, the better. 
that stopped everything. But, 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 how, how, how dare, but, but, but. I says, don't raise your voice at me. You're lucky I didn't turn you over my knee and spank you. This is very, very easy on what I could have done. You want to talk to me? Then talk respectfully to me, and I will give you a respectful answer. Talk to me in a civilized manner, or don't talk to me at all. My son will raise his voice at me. Nami Bonham. Accidentally. Which kind of accident? <laughs> accident, you raise your voice for me, your papa. No work. No way. Not a chance. It has never happened. Yeah, my son has thrown tantrums, but never to raise his voice at me. Never. He knows better. But I know I've I've seen him throw tantrums sometimes when I try to scold him on some things and he grumbles, which is normal. And I've said to him, come back here. Are you grumbling at me? Is it me you're talking to? He knows that his father not tolerate it. The day he tries it, I will ground him. Yes. <laughs> How would you react if your teen comes to you and says, Dad, I'm gay? Dad, I'm gay. Truthfully, as a parent, I probably would have already understood and guessed it by now. Some parents go into denial and say they don't want to have a girly boy and start pushing them into football and basketball and baseball and other manly pursuits, forcing them to be who and what they have absolutely no intention on ever being in their life. I don't think I would do that. I have seen too many and read about too many people who got frustrated because they were not allowed to be who and what they wanted to be. And I've seen many of these people up on a bell tower with a 30 out six shooting people down below. I would not like my son to have that kind of personal trauma and angst in his life because he did not have the approval of his parents. They're my kids. I love them. Straight, gay, purple, I don't care. As long as they're not going out murdering and eating people, they're fine with me. children know better. Yes, I know there's pressure. We live in a world where there are all kinds of things to entice young people to go into this gay thing. But I tell my children, it's demonic. It's not normal for a man and a man, a woman and a woman, to be in a relationship as a couple. It's a ridiculous, ridiculous match. No, I don't even, I don't even want to imagine it. It won't, it won't happen. It not go happen. <laughs> it not fits. No, 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 no. No, the God no go let it happen. God Amen. no. God said no, say it no go happen. I don't beg the entire Don't ever. Don't ever. Don't even let it cross your mind. God created us man and woman. Right. He did not create us man and man, woman and woman. Oh God. Oh God. No. 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 Say no, no. It won't happen. <laughs> May that day never come. You're being really insistent with your answer, but I'd love to ask, should it happen? What would you do? Would you love the child regardless or? I don't know what I'll do. I must be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know. I can't I can't lie. I don't know. I cannot tell. Because I, that's what I'm saying to you, it can happen. I don't even want to give it an option of it happening. It's not it's not gonna happen. Better not. Better not happen. <laughs> you know, so there's no alternative to this. There's no plan B. There's no option, there's no if or but. No. It's not going to happen. Period. <laughs> 18. I'm an adult now. I can take care of myself. Your teenage daughter looks you in the eye and walks out on you. How would you react to this? I'll be angry. I'll be disappointed. I'll be upset. But I'll also understand that 
she's coming of age. She's reacting the way she knows at that time. I will probably have a talk about it later on, but I will not be, be dramatic about it. I'll let it pass, but I, I don't also see it happening. In case it does happen, I will understand. In that moment, yes, I'll be ups- I'll be very upset that why would you walk out on me? So there must be a reason why she will walk out on me. I must have done something to have pushed her to that point. Yeah. So I will take responsibility. I'm sure by the time she explains to me what it was, I may understand that even in spite of the fact that she walked out on me, if I was wrong, I will apologize. Well, I can best answer that by saying what I did with my parents. I had already been living on my own in my, my own apartment back in hometown. I had a burning urge to travel and I was not even 18 yet. And I had been on my own, paying my own way for some time now. I had graduated high school. I was, for all intents and purposes, a free man other than I was not 18 yet. I walked up to both my parents and I said, Mom and Dad, it's time for me to go and head out on my own. I'm giving you the courtesy of letting you know that this is what I've decided to do. If you want to help me in any way, that's great. And with my kids, I would approach it in exactly the same way. If you do it right, being a parent is a job that you work yourself out of eventually. If you don't do it right, they're with you for the rest of your life and you can't get rid of them with a bomb. I don't believe in the existence of God. Suddenly your teen makes a U-turn and tells you he's now acist. Well, how would you react to this and what would your advice be to him or her? Okay, so I will ask first of all, where did that relationship go, sir? Because you were brought up knowing God. What happened? When did you suddenly realize that you don't need God in your life anymore? And of course, I'll ask myself, where did I go wrong? Is this something I did as a parent? Is there something we didn't teach you? So I will also look at the way I have brought them up. Does it have anything to do with that decision? So a lot of things will have that going to be a mighty good conversation, right? And of course, I will bring him back to the Bible and remind him that uh, without God, he's nothing. The world we live in, anything can happen. But as a father, I pray all the time that my children will always love and follow God. And so I do not pray to see the day that my child will say, I don't believe in God anymore. Yeah, so that's it. Are you getting emotional? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, that's a pretty loaded question, Danielle. Well, they haven't done that, but I would say, okay, explain yourself to me. What do you mean you're an atheist? Um, Does it mean you don't believe in God? Uh, You don't believe in any God? You don't have any sort of spiritual or religious wonderment? Welcome to the club. There's a lot of that going around. Uh, In my experience, I am very doubtful that there is a such an entity, a thing as a God myself and i think you've probably picked up on that the um my burning question about it always has been which god whose god it's my god is bigger my god is stronger my god is faster than your god and how do most people in nations solve that particular question usually it's by combat with a god who loves everybody except people that are not his followers might makes right in apparently the religious world and that transfers to countries and to people in general. I find I don't approve of that. I approve of the concept of God. I approve of the concept of the Christian church. I believe that there have been a great deal of good things that they have done. And I also see a great deal of really terrible bad things they've done. So for you to say that you're an atheist is not going to ruin my day. Nor am I going to punish you for having your own opinion. I brought you up to think for yourself. Find drugs on your team. What would you do? I don't know. 
again, I'm mindful of the fact that the times we live in, anything is possible. And like I've said in other issues, we'll talk about it. If, the, if I discover the child is already on the drugs, I'll do everything I can to help that child. Do all I can beside praying, get counselors, psychologists to get to talk to this child. I'll be disappointed, but I will not be angry. Condemning or talking down at them at such times will mean you push them further into it. We'll pray with you because you're better than this. You are a royal priesthood, a peculiar nation. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by God. So drugs should be alien to your system. Drugs kill, drugs destroy. But you can fulfill destiny without taking drugs. You are better. I want to look at me. Your father is successful. Never taken drugs in my life. So you don't need to take drugs. What would I do if I found drugs on my kids? Depending on if they were good drugs, I'd confiscate them. I'm not saying why. I'd just confiscate them, you know. Same thing with Snickers on Halloween. <laughs> M&M's. I'm really big on M&M's. Um, but when I was a t kid, I did go to some parties and drank alcohol. And I even smoked some pot. So for me to come down and get all medieval on them for doing the same thing I did would be kind of hypocritical for me. What I learned about drugs, I would impart to them. Drugs is something that not everybody can or should do. You should know yourself before you become involved. If you can, hold off until you're a little bit older before you start experimenting. When you get into drugs, quite often you lose control of yourself or your surroundings, making you vulnerable to other people that do not always have your best intentions at heart. I always liked to be aware. I didn't like when I, and the few times that I did get really drunk, I found that I did not like that because I don't like to lose control. And that's what you do if you get into drugs. You can lose control. When you lose control, there may not be anything you can do about it. Okay, rounding off in a bit. Your teen's friend knocks on your door. You open the door and he says, Hi, based on your morals and values. How do you react to this? I go tear and slap. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not they're not trained you. Hi, that's pretty now. <laughs> me, me, hi. Who bore you? That's how your parents brought you up to say hi to your elders. This is not to Ibolando. This is Africa. Greet me well with respect. You will need down, greet me. I'm old school. I'm not in that league of parents who say, yeah, it's a world we live in. No, I don't. I don't accept that. You have to give me proper respect and greet me well. So you say, Daddy, good afternoon, sir. Good morning, sir. Good evening. That's how you greet elders. You don't greet elders high. High is very disrespectful. So look at this hair. I don't buy these things for markets. I agree here with this. This hair don't chop finish. No, you can't greet me high. No, it's not acceptable. Same thing I tell my children. When you see an elder, you greet. You greet well. Be respectful. In Africa, we respect elders. And the way you show respect is by the way you greet. That's the first point of contact. I've come to realize that most fathers feel too fatherly, too hard, too serious, always feel the need to be in control and have all the answers. Sometimes to laugh in front of their children and say they had them. They need to be strong. How about uncle? Try to laugh. Try to play with your children. Seriously, no be joke. When was the last time you playfully smiled at your children? And for most Nigerian parents, especially the old school ones, when was the first or last time you told your child, I love you? Have you been a forbidden? Did they have you for math? Have you, you didn't get a CV? Now let God know what to face see when he's saying, he get a CV. To understand that common sense. <laughs> 
If you haven't done that recently, do it now and see what happens. Your child will definitely light up or smile back. And for some of them, they'll go shock because you never tell them before. You see, what you give is what you get. If you be thief and they pay you when your money, they lost most more for us. If you be smoky, boo, and you hurt to see your son with lighter. If you be humanizer and you hurt to see your daughter with man, you pack 20 dogs for your yard because your daughter just turned 16. Mm. Yeah, the same you know, go leave people's children alone. You know now. I mean, should I mind my business? <laughs> anyway, the key is to keep building your relationship by being around, being involved, being there. You don't have to be with your children all the time, but your child will benefit just from knowing that you are there if they need you. And for fathers who are never around, who care less about the well-being of their teenagers, how do you explain your sporadic presence in your own child's life? One day be one day, you will answer to it. Remember, it's one thing to be a horrible husband, but you do not get to choose when to be a father to your children. This episode has been intriguing and educative. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I really do appreciate Thank you, Danielle, for having me on your podcast. It's an honor for me to be here to have this talk with you. Thank you for having me on your program. It's truly been interesting. This brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. This was made with a lot of work, laughter, and love. So please share it around. And I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we did creating it. Stay tuned for more intriguing content on Sundays at 3 p.m. Nigerian time. Would you like to talk to me or share some live episodes? Have you got a message for me? Do send a message on my social media platforms or a direct message to my podcast channel. There's a plus sign on your screen and a voice message right beside it. You can reach me in just one click. Until I come your way again, I'm sending you virtual hugs and smiles. Stay safe, wash your hands, and mind your own business. I remain your usual host, Danielle, the Black Velvet. La, La Vita. Vita. Explore, Explore the life. life.